Hey, sweet friends, my name is Chef Schomburg. I started my baking business with a bottle of Di Serrano and one Bundt cake pan. Fast forward to today from news to magazines, speaking on national stages and more, I can truly say that baking has changed my life. So now, as a bakery business coach, I get to help others have the same success. I've helped hundreds of my students across the world in my global membership program create six-figure businesses, mainly from home. The Baking for Business podcast is an extension of that. From actionable tips to valuable tools and resources that can impact you as a business owner. I truly believe, y'all, we would never have been given a gift if we couldn't profit and prosper from it. So come on, darling. What are you waiting for? What's going on, sweet friends? And welcome to the Baking for Business podcast, y'all. I'm so excited for today's guest because this young lady and her siblings, what they started is so amazing. When I tell you they give back to so many different organizations, it's mind-blowing, but I don't think I've ever really met a baker or bakers with this big of a mission. And so today is going to be amazing. Today, our guest, Callaback Girls, is an amazing company now owned by Sarah, who is an awesome Jewish woman whose passion for baking goes beyond her mouth-watering baked goods. She's really embarked on a mission to spark conversations, raise awareness, and foster unity through the powerful act of baking. And so she's here with us today as we explore the fascinating journey of her amazing company, how she started, and how they really just use their voice and their mission in order to raise so much awareness around all of these racial as well as social injustices. Sarah, welcome to the Bacon for Business podcast. I'm so happy to have you, beautiful. Hello. I should say hello to everyone listening. I'm so excited to be here and thank you for having me and what Callaback Girls represents today. Callaback Girls. I love that. Callaback Girls. Darling, Take us to the beginning. How did this all begin? Because you actually started Callaback Girls with your other three siblings. Yeah. So how did this all start for you guys? It's wild to think about. And it's our third birthday this month in June. So that's exciting. But I am one of four. And we were, our family is one of the first people isolated in the country. As my youngest sister, Eliana, was the first attended the first school in the nation to close during COVID. And we began baking to pass the days, specifically challah, because that was what we grew up baking on a little index card that our mom had written on. And we baked other goodies too, because yum. Uh, But we really, every single week we baked challah and uh, we enjoyed this activity as a family that we hadn't really done together in probably a decade since we were all in the house prior. Um, At the time, our mom worked at a local hospital in the ER as a social worker, and we would bake challah for the frontline healthcare heroes, boarding up together without their families as a way to connect and share our resources. Um, As I mean, shelves were emptying in crisis mode nationwide. It was it's really, it's out of body experience to think about. Uh, and for those who may not be familiar with challah, it is a Jewish braided bread typically enjoyed on holidays and the Sabbath. And 
and it's super yummy and you can make it in different shapes and sizes and flavors, especially. We'll get into that. <laughs> um, and so our family would post about what we were doing, what we were baking and kind of a lighthearted way across our socials, kind of sharing what we were up to in this board at, in the house time. And people started to ask if they could buy our challah. I mean, people's resources were low. People were looking for different ways to connect. And we were touched. And also realizing that this new movement of what sharing resources meant in this climate and crisis mode. But we didn't feel comfortable selling it for a profit with everything going on. I mean, it was so we in, in our family have our own health um, awarenesses and anxieties. And so addressing that in our space and also I mean, just watching the news because we weren't going out. And then and then the murder of George Floyd happened and it sparked even more soul searching conversation within our family and for the people that we are connecting with on a day to day basis. And we all attended protests, which then inspired brains, more brainstorming about how we might be able to merge challah baking with the essential work of promoting equity in our country and educating ourselves also as white Jewish American people. Um, and so that was the first evolution layer. And we would do, we would research organizations with social and racial justice agendas. We would sell our challah and then we would donate the proceeds to those organizations highlighting that work. And in each challah package, we would staple a little, a little paper of their mission so that the customers could also learn about these important missions and hear or read directly from other marginalized voices. And so then this baking, selling, and highlighting of organizations working to advance equity in diverse ways began as this weekly commitment, but quickly turned into a monthly partnership model once we realized that collaborating with an organization monthly gave us more time to create a robust partnership where we could learn about their mission, how we can respectfully highlight their voice on our platforms, cultivate this environment that's like fun and meaningful to both of us, and also just show mutual support and like eat yummy challah. <laughs> um, and so it was just this total intersection and became a, a multi-layered activity. And we were also realizing that highlighting organizations weekly, by the time we researched the organization, picked it, connected with their team, if we connected at all, <laughs> uh, learned about their work, and th then the week was over. Baked the challah and sold it, then the week was over, and there was no depth in both the educational and service aspects. And that was kind of like the, the last evolution layer to what became an established business. So in June 2020, officially CBG was born and combined this love of our challah recipe that we shared together and passion for change and commitment to serve as this voice of change. 
Um, and now we're just in this baking all the time and bringing together communities and organizations and highlighting those voices while infusing our Jewish values of giving back to community and eating challah together. It all just culminated in this beautiful package, quite literally a package. Um, and after baking everything out of our home kitchen for almost two years, I mean, I owe my parents an oven for sure. <laughs> um, things are, I things are evolving and growing, but Kalabak Girls remains committed to our core pillars, which is advocacy and education, connecting through and indulging in delicious kala and this diversity, equity, and inclusion and belonging work. Um, and today we bake out of a local kosher, nut-free, dairy-free bakery. We ship nationwide and uh, continue to partner with community leaders and organizations through these shared values of creating a, a just society and repairing the world. And that is where we are today. And I will, I will add that by ordering Kala, people have shared with us and, and continue, this continues to be our goal and highlight weekly. But by ordering Kala, people have the opportunity to amplify these important efforts to transform communities and um, for a better society. They have the opportunity to learn something new, maybe about an organization or person they would have never come across of, and also break bread and just eat together, <laughs> send to a loved one, um, sponsor a khala for someone in need, and just enjoy enjoy nourishing the soul together, honestly. <laughs> that is so amazing because you and your other siblings, so together, four sisters, yeah. Like you stated, you witnessed, like a lot of us did, witness on TV, George Floyd, Ahmaud Aubrey, Breonna Taylor. And mm -hmm. so we're seeing this stuff on television. We're having these conversations in our home. But you are four Jewish young ladies. So to not only sit back and actually have the conversation, but then to turn that into a business and continue to have the conversation and not just about black injustices. I was on you guys website, race, creed, color really doesn't matter. You guys highlight a lot of different people and you support a lot of different people. And so in building that, Sarah, how do you navigate conversations about race and social injustices? Because I'm pretty sure as a Jewish woman, have you ever encountered any resistance? And if so, mm -hmm. how do you handle that by saying, this is why we bake, we support these people, and this is who and what we believe in? Yeah, that's, that's a deep, intentional question. And we, sometimes we would, I'll start by saying, uh, as Jewish people, as Jewish women, as, as a Jewish woman, I have experienced um, anti-Semitism, hatred in different forms, um, and it is difficult. It's difficult to navigate. And, and even when you put yourself in difficult conversations with like-minded or 
not like-minded people to hear other stories, other lived experiences, other backgrounds, and also other relatable uh, lived experiences. It's, it's difficult to have the answer of how to create a just and equitable society without immersing yourself in the work. And sometimes there could be several days in a row where you're like, I got this. I feel good about the people I'm connecting with, the communities I'm connecting with, uh, the new things I'm learning, the uncomfortable things I'm learning. And then something will happen, whether it's to you or to someone that you care about or to a stranger. And you are just, you experience that you're, you're watching this hate, absolute hatred and bigotry go on and to recognize that it doesn't happen. It doesn't have to happen to you in order to help and work towards a just society. Um, I think that is definitely this, I think of a literal bridge. I mean, I'll close my eyes sometimes in the middle of the day and just think about what, what, bridge building looks like and really uh, really living by it doesn't have to happen to you in order to create this more compassionate and equitable society I mean it's, it's multi-layered for sure and there are a lot there are a lot of factors that that go into that um, but to really listen and be involved and recognize when you should do something and when you should listen. And that's, that, it will be an ongoing practice for me personally as a white Jewish American and also as a small business owner and as a growing person, so. I think you're you're doing it and honestly, you stated it, it starts with a conversation. And so mm-hmm. kudos to you for no matter what, being open to having the conversation and being vocal about what you see happening. And you said it perfectly, just because it doesn't happen to us or maybe exactly to your particular race doesn't mean that you can't be vocal about it. And so I love that you were doing that. That's honestly one of the the best things I love about your business, which is why I invited you today because I felt that conversation needed to be amplified and for more people to see how that looks as a baker carrying out her mission. And so Sarah, you're now currently the owner of Calabat Girls, but like we stated earlier, it didn't start that way. So you actually started out with three other siblings. Yeah. So now it's you. And so how did that transpire going from operating as a group to now solo? My siblings, my original roommates, I love them. We have a lot of love for each other. It did not come without serious conversations and communication and fun and loving conversation and also uncomfortable conversation because not only were we now totally immersed in this giving back through Chala, Chala back experience, we were also growing as young adults in a pandemic, which had its own factors 
on a on an individual level. And so as Callback Girls grew and grew and we were all taking on new responsibilities, whether that was in school or university or both, we had to navigate that and also decide what we where we can give our energy and love and care and what was next and how to make Callback Girls sustainable. And I, that was, that was my calling. I just felt like I was kind of at a crossroads of, of my working career and wanting to decide what felt best for me and where I could best provide my resources and services and, and compassion and grit. And my younger siblings were all navigating, like I said, some school and other work responsibilities. And now I I took it on full time about a year and a half ago. And my siblings now act as strategic advisors and supporters on content, on objectives. And even when we go out to do events, they'll meet me sometimes, most of the time. And it's super fun to just teach challah baking or community building activities, or sometimes both in one in one sitting to different groups of people of all ages, of all backgrounds, um, of all capabilities. And it's, it's awesome to connect in that way now as as a group, as a sibling group. <laughs> I love it. And it's wonderful to still see everything that you believe in still continue to come to fruition. And you mentioned them collaborating on some of the things that you do within the community. Collar Bat Girls is actually really big on you're not just baking and saying, okay, well, I'm baking and I'm going to send off and donate a little portion and I never really see you. No, you're actually donating, but you're also stepping in. And just of to name a few things that you guys have done, you had a recent collaboration with the Asian American Federation, Asian American Foundation, excuse me. You also had a collaboration with the National Council of Jewish Women in Pittsburgh. And mm-hmm. then even this month, one of your baked goods, a rainbow inspired item, which you are doing for the LGBTQ. IA community. And yeah. so how big of a role does community collaborations because I'm, I'm I love collaborations. I'm I'm big on this and I always tell people like if if you want to go far, go with others. Collaborations yeah. are key. And so how much of a role does that play in you building Calabat Girls and how effective has that been in you getting your message out? Oh my gosh. It's everything. It's everything, even when it's subconscious or unintentional, collaboration is is key. It really is. I mean, you can learn even the smallest thing and the most life changing, um, most life changing thing. For example, one of those organizations was one of our first live big live events where we it was still very much COVID and we got on Facebook live and we made challah and they made dumplings and we shared this cultural experience 
that was beautiful and eye-opening and both of our audiences could see different sides of community. So that was really beautiful. I also think that coming together with an organization, partnering for a greater purpose and creating this environment where that highlights inclusivity and belonging and acceptance while giving them the platform to speak their truth and their lived experiences is just, it's, it's awesome and it's life-changing and people connect in different ways. And when you really listen to the community that you serve and are, in my case, that Call Back Girl serves, people come up with new and creative ways to connect. So they'll take like, oh, I love that challah flavor. And I actually would love to do a dough event with my school. And I'll be like, okay, what does that look like? What does that mean to you? Is there an organization also in mind that you connect with that we could amplify their voice, maybe uh, do a fundraiser for? And there are just, there are a million ways to collaborate in fun and a unique way. It really, it's, it's cool. And so it's, it's everything. It's everything. (laughs) So all of these collaborations sound delicious. And speaking of delicious, since you explained to us what Kala is, are you baking it the traditional way? I know you mentioned that you got recipes from your mom. Are there any new school twists? So what are some of the items on your menu that you're actually baking? Oh my gosh. You're going to do this to me. I'm so hungry already. (laughs) Um, Yes. A lot of flavors, shapes, sizes. We do plain. We have an onion. We have a coffee crumb. We have new cookies and cream, which is my personal favorite because I love, I love a, a cake Oreo situation. Um, we have a lemon poppy and since we bake out of a nut-free facility, which means no sesame as well, we have we have our own twist on an everything but the bagel seasoning. So it involves um, flax seeds and poppy and deliciousness. You know, we're a little toast in the morning, then an avocado. I told you I was hungry, so, so <laughs> just get on board with me, please. Um, and now we have this rainbow challah which is beautiful. And people are sending to people in the community, other, other folks in the community that it will just like speak to their heart and it's graduation season. And so people are utilizing like, here's uh, here's a bag of rolls, challah rolls. And that's really yummy and fun. So you can make little sandwiches uh, and there's something for the sweet tooth, something for the savory tooth. And it's just, it's yum. It's yum. If anyone has any flavor suggestions, call back girls DMs are open. <laughs> so you're mixing some traditional Jewish flavors with more like some of the new school flavors also. Yes, exactly. And some Jewish holidays, challah symbolizes different things for different Jewish holidays. And so we're quickly approaching the new year this fall and 
that we, and we make round challah that symbolizes, it's in the shape of a circle. And so it symbolizes that we've come full circle in the year. It symbolizes the circle of life. And also it's customary to have raisins to add a little sweetness to the challah. So that will be our seasonal raisin challah. And it comes in big round deliciousness. Um, still braided and, and you can kind of play with the braid and, and do it in creative ways. We love seeing everybody's posts and it's cool. It's a cool time. <laughs> so what does a day look like in you operating this? Because you stated you started off as home-based and now you have a kosher facility that you use. So what does your day look like as the CEO of Calabat Girls? <laughs> what time is it? <laughs> so that's a great question. I would say each day is a tiny bit different. It depends on on the week's orders. So some weeks are more heavily focused on the West Coast, depending on the orders that come in. So we're based in New Jersey. So if we have more Midwest and West Coast orders that week, we'll bake earlier in the week. And, um, and if not, we'll bake closer to the end of the week so that everything arrives on or before Friday. We don't want any challah sitting in the mail over the weekend. <laughs> and um, so, yeah, so we bake earlier in the week. There's, as a, a solopreneur, so to speak, now I there's a lot of admin and operations that go into this. And also trying to like tap myself on the back every few hours to say, okay, like check the time. <laughs> Is the do you need a break? Will you be able to give back, you know, on a larger level, on a callback level, but also as a as a Sarah level, <laughs> on a Sarah level. And so, you know, just to to check in with yourself and make sure your day-to-day, you're not getting lost in your day-to-day. What's been really important, I would say since the beginning, since all four of us were doing this together and beginning this journey of baking and and shipping challah to where it needs to go and also doing virtual events to now doing in-person events to really be mindful of how you're spending your time. It's not easy at all, but to really be mindful of that and to surround yourself with collaborators and community that you need to to do your best in. Um, And so every day looks a little bit different depending on what we need to get done, what I need to get done specifically. And also it's a a really beautiful thing and it keeps me on my toes. (laughs) And it smells good a lot. (laughs) I can only imagine. The, The facility that you use, do other people bake their orders or do you do all the baking? Yes, the baking team there is super, super helpful and supportive with scaling up our recipe and baking it happen, as we like to say. And um, and I do all the packaging and shipping myself, oversee that directly and make sure it gets to where it needs to go. Communicate with the customers, making sure they also receive the package with, you know, what they need to know in terms of freezing, reheating, um, you know, snap a picture, send us a little challah selfie for a discount because we love a discount. And uh, and yeah, there's a lot of components to it. I think I love 
most the when it comes full circle when that chala arrives in Nevada and I get a photo from the customer and the 97 year old dad with their rainbow chalas and just like this made my day um and that's just one of really many beautiful messages that I've been really fortunate to receive. You're located in New Jersey, but you ship nationwide. So our majority of your orders, because like you said, it could be Nevada or somewhere, our majority of your orders, customers who are taking advantage of the nationwide shipping, or do you also do a lot of local orders? That's a great question. We do a lot of local orders, pickup and delivery, and but most of our our orders are nationwide and that's really fun <laughs> to box up a, a challah package in a place that I've never been to myself, but my challah is, you know, making its way across, <laughs> across the country. And that's fun. I can imagine that's heartwarming seeing something you love so much. Like you stated, it's making its way all across the country. And so mm-hmm. in getting your challah out there, as well as getting your mission out there, you're actually going to be doing more community events. You stated you wanted to travel. So what are some of the things on the horizon that you look forward to doing a little bit more of? Awesome question. I love this question because as the pandemic has opened up more and more, and we familiarize ourselves with this new normal, this new routine, this new way of connecting with people, like I said, sometimes my challah ends up in places I've never been. So <laughs> let's get me there <laughs> with my challah. I will gladly deliver it to your door. <laughs> but we have um, challah back girls partners with different community centers and nonprofits to to bring a, a challah back program to life. And so I have visited places like Pittsburgh with my sister, Hannah. We brought together the Boys and Girls Clubs of Western Pennsylvania and a Jewish day school and created this community bake where we learned the value of tikkun olam, which is a Hebrew phrase for repairing the world. And we talked about that and we engaged in a community building exercise. And then we had delicious dough where everyone got to take home kala and we learned to braid it. That was really fun. And other community events like that where we can kind of be this connector and and network weaver, where we bring together different communities to engage in building bridges and learning about different cultures and backgrounds. I think that's really important. And then we get to do it through Hala. So yum. Definitely important to continue working on your mission. And so looking ahead, besides the community events, what are your future plans as well as your goals? How do you expect to increase your impact? I have a dream to have this Kala back campus. And in this campus is where all the baking and packaging happen. We also get to bring some schools and communities to us and they can kind of have this interactive tour of what that looks like, what, why we have Kala, what is Kala, and that the sim, then the symbol of 
it, how Kyle Batgirl sees it as this vehicle of change. And then they get to take home Kala, obviously. <laughs> um, and then also in this campus, there's a podcast moment. So we love that, where we also get to speak with community leaders and baking influencers like yourself who are so passionate about using your passion for a greater purpose. And also in this podcast booth, includes all the communities, all the organizations that we support. And it's just another way to amplify their voice, quite literally through voice, <laughs> and where they can also speak to their mission in a real in-depth way and share that with our listeners. I think that that it would be awesome. And I love, I love this new movement or renewed movement, I should say. And finally, in this campus would be a little cafe where people can break bread together and it doesn't need to be, you know, your regular cafe where you can go, you know, everyone loves their local bakery. And so I support, I support local. Uh, I think that's beautiful. You should get to know the people behind the small businesses too. I think that's really important. And also, this can be a place where you might not meet these people if it ha if it wasn't for a Chalabak campus of some kind. It's really bridging the gap and creating community in diverse and fun ways over Chala. And that's that's the start of my dream. <laughs> you you're definitely going to get there, and I will definitely can will continue to follow because I love seeing all the things that you're doing in your local community, but also with all of these other organizations. I really think it's amazing. And thank you for being open to share your brand and your mission, as well as all the things that you endured as you built this business. It's just so wonderful hearing everything that you plan to do, but also the things that you've already done in order to just raise awareness for so many different organizations. And so thank you so much, Sarah. I love having you here today. But before I let you go, are you ready for lightning round? I guess so. Let's do it. <laughs> Let's do it. Sarah, darling, what is your favorite color? Purple. All right. Who is your celebrity crush? I have been torn for a while. It is between Channing Tatum and Michael B. Jordan. Ooh, <laughs> girl, that, that's a, <laughs> a combination. <laughs> man, that, that, oh, man. I know, and then you, we, we sound bad if we say both, huh? <laughs> <laughs> 2023. <laughs> what is your favorite book? My favorite book... be honest, I'm reading a lot of children's books right now because of our community events and the, the, the population that we're serving. And it's kind of speaking to my soul. <laughs> so if I'm digging, if I'm digging there right now, it's, it's a new book by my friend Nadia Fisher. It is Daddy Dressed Me. And I encourage everybody to pick it out. Just skim. <laughs> All righty. And what is a dessert you cannot live without? 
The cookies and cream, anything. <laughs> cookies and cream, that's definitely a winner. And what is your favorite kitchen utensil? Mm, my favorite kitchen utensil is my zoodle maker. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> I love zucchini. I do too. Oh my God. Okay. So that's a good one. That's a good one. Sarah, it has been amazing talking today. Thank you so much for sharing your mission and everything that Collabat Girls is about. I really appreciated having you and I look forward to watching you grow more and more. Thank you so much. This was so fun. Thank you for inspiring me and inviting me to your, your space. And I look forward to growing together as well. Absolutely. I really hope you guys enjoyed today's episode. Sarah is doing an amazing job with using her business's mission in order to further conversation, to fuel change, and to just show up and break down the barriers that may be between different races, ideologies, and things that keep us separate. You know, there are so many amazing benefits to having a mission for your business because it really just defines the purpose as well as the reason for your business's existence. It sets an overall direction as well as gives focus not just to you, but also to your ideal clients of what you stand for and what you're all about. Too often, we don't think that our baking business can do that, that our small business can do that. But we always have to remember, we are small business owners that have big dreams, big goals, and anything is possible. And a well-defined mission, one like Sarah's, it really just serves as a guidepost for strategic decisions, for standing out as a brand, but also for opening up the gates to what it looks like if we all stepped into something that we believe in. You know, my mom used to say, and I'm pretty sure some of you guys have heard this before, if you don't stand for something, you'll fall for anything. And it's so true. And so kudos to Sarah, as well as her other siblings who founded the company for deciding to take a stance and to just stand up for something. So many different amazing organizations from LGBTQIA to Asian to Black Lives Matter movement. There's just so many different, so many different organizations and community causes that they've just decided to stand up for. And so kudos to them for, for doing that. They chose to take a stand and I'm pretty sure that that was not easy. And so special thanks to Sarah for coming on the podcast today and sharing that. I really hope that her story ignited something in you to decide what is it that I want to stand for in my baking business? How can I use my voice, my story in order to spark change in order to show up more and be more transparent in my business and in order to make sure that your mission that you have set for your business doesn't go in vain it doesn't go unheard and that you give it the visibility that it needs in order for your mission to come to fruition i hope you guys really enjoyed this episode if you want to check out 
Sarah's Kala, be sure you look in the show notes as I'll have her website and information there. Grab you some yummy Kala and just enjoy it. Tag her. She loves when people tags their business on social media and just give her a shout out and show her some love. All right. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. I will see you guys next week. Take care and bye for now.